The two of you face off on the wrestling mat. You're both wearing sexy, tight-fitting singlets that show off your nice round butts. You're itching to get your hands on his, and he's after yours. Rules are simple. Wrestle the other guy down and give him 10 swats. Then the winner gets to give the loser an awesome bare bottoms making. You circle around looking for an opening. You get a few good hard swats in, and it feels great, but fortune is not in your favor. He pins you down, and in seconds, you feel him hand out 10 hard swats on your ass. He's declared the winner, but your humiliation is beginning. You peel down your singlet, exposing the ass of yours framed by a jock strap. He grabs you and positions you for the spanking you know you deserve. Welcome to episode 40 of the Dude Spaking Dudes podcast. This is not a podcast about innovations in online streaming, nor is it a podcast about shipping logistics. This is a podcast about dudes who are spanking other dudes and dudes who are being spanked by other dudes. And this show is hosted by two dudes. Hey, I'm Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Uh, this is Scott, also known as Red Spank. Scott, Welcome to the podcast, Aaron. This is your first time on our show. Isn't that true? Yes, it is. So uh, why don't you tell folks a little bit about yourself and your relationship to the spanking community? Uh, I'm in Atlanta. I spank as often as I can and get spanked <laughs> as often as I'm able. So um, how did you get into spanking? Uh, puberty hit. And I was <laughs> <laughs> I was watching Saturday Night Live and they had some sketch where someone was getting a judicial caning and I was like, huh, that's neat. And then like a week later, I was on the track team and I was watching some people run by and it was just bounce, bounce, bounce. And I was like, you know what I could do? <laughs> yeah. I could really smack that a couple times. <laughs> and, happy. and that was basically the beginning of my sexual awakening. That, that was me and football players, so so right. I, I, I get it, yeah. So, uh, and uh, Aaron, you were at Badass Weekend uh, in October. Yes, and it was your fifth fifth uh, visit to Badass Weekend, is that correct? That is correct. And if, for anyone who hasn't heard our many episodes that are about Badass Weekend, Badass Weekend, it takes place every October in Georgia um, at the wonderful Parliament Resort in Augusta. Um, we had the, uh, it was Badass Weekend number 11. Uh, we had, they, I say we, I'm not involved with it, uh, <laughs> but I tend to start treating all of these events like a we thing. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a community, we're all there. Yeah, yeah, so of course they had to cancel last year because of COVID, a lot of us had to cancel last year because of COVID. Badass Weekend, uh, this one was like the first major American spanking event since COVID, uh, and it was huge. There was well over 100 guys there. Uh, it was a whole lot of fun. And this episode, Aaron and I will be talking about all the wonderful things that happened, some really, really hot spanking stories. And we'll get to those. But first, uh, I do have some upcoming event business to talk about. First of all, the big one that I am directly involved with and I hope folks show so I don't screw it up. Uh, a reminder for those who did or did not listen to episode 39, um, CLAW is the name of it. The Cleveland Leather uh, Appreciation Weekend is coming to Los Angeles on Thanksgiving week, November 24th through 28th. And it's a big BDSM convention 
taking and they're taking over one of the biggest hotels in downtown Los Angeles. I'm going to be there uh, repping for Spankos like us. I am going to be trying to make the event as spectacular as possible. I am doing a spanky party on Friday night. Uh, that week that on November 26th called the Bad Boys Spanking Party from 7 p.m. to midnight. Um, and I will be doing spanking classes and spanking seminars uh, on a couple of the days in the event uh, with some buddies with JR, uh, who's been on several episodes of the podcast of you uh, for folks who have listened, uh, who may also know him as Boss Man because he is the boss of me and he beats my ass. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and also... Uh, a friend of ours, Sam, is going to be there uh, doing some classes and, and participating in actually in one of my classes as well. Um, and then uh, one other big new piece of news. The other stuff, I had mentioned the speaking party in the last episode, uh, but a new piece of news. I have committed to uh, bringing a spanking booth, uh, creating a spanking booth in the vendor space as a fundraiser for Claws. So for uh, folks here in the spanking community may remember the uh, spanking booth at the Folsom Street Fair back in the day. In fact, if you were big on Tumblr back when they allowed porn on Tumblr um, or in old um, spanking groups, it might have been some of the first spanking photos you've seen in the wild of of people in uh, of guys getting spanked at the spanking booth at the Folsom Street Fair. In fact, several people that I know I, that I am now friends with in the community before I ever met them in the first place, I saw pictures of them getting or giving spankings at the Folsom Street Fair. Um, that booth has end, ended years ago. It used to be a fundraiser for AIDS charities. So CLAW, um, one of the great things about CLAW, it has an educational goal. And the other thing about it is that the money that they make goes to LGBT and BDSM and kink causes uh, and nonprofits. So money that comes in goes out for charitable and helpful purposes. So I'm going to resurrect this baking booth on the vendors on the vendor floor down there. I'm, I'm uh, and uh, we will be. Uh, Raising money is going to be a dollar a SWAT or five dollars of spanking. Uh, it's going to be super informal. The first time I'm doing this, I don't know how it's going to go, but all the money that we raise, it's going to go directly to Claw to distribute to those charities. So know that the spanking booth, um, the money is not going into my pocket. It's not going to pay for hot seat retreat or any of the stuff that I do. It's going directly to Claw to be given to charitable causes. So if you guys can make it out for Thanksgiving week, um, as I said in the last podcast episode, they are hoping to this is the launch of what they want to be an annual Thanksgiving event in Los Angeles. And my goal is to absolutely make sure that spanking is embedded in the DNA of this thing. I want this to be, you know, of, of, of all the big, huge BDSM leather events, because, again, we talked about this in episode 39. There are a lot of people in the spanking community who don't feel like they belong at these events. I don't know if that's the case with you, Aaron, at all. Have you ever been to any of these, these larger leather BDSM things? Not a larger one, but they do have a place here in Atlanta called 1763. Uh -huh. And Sometimes they have events that aren't spank related, but when I go, I'm definitely not uh, afraid to ask about it, but that's because I'm extra, so not everyone. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a, it's an ongoing story in the spanking community with with certain some spank some people into spanking who aren't into leather or outfits can sometimes not feel comfortable or feel like they belong at some of these bigger events. And my goal is to do my best because LA has such a massive spanking community is to make sure that this is a place that's known for inviting spankers in, uh, spankos in. And they have been very, very positive about our participation. So I'm hoping that becomes part of its identity. I'm hoping y'all can find your way out here for Thanksgiving. Uh, keep an eye on the um, on the Dudes Spanking Dudes Twitter feeds, Dudes Spank Dudes. Um, if you're on WAPS, the event, the Bad Boy Spanking Party is listed as an event on there. So you can keep tabs on, on anything that's going on with that and with CLAW. Um, so that's it for CLAW. Then a uh, reminder about the, the spanking event that I, I'm actually really responsible for, um, Hot Seat uh, Retreat coming up in March, March 17th through 20th. Registration is open. We already have 125 people registered, uh, which is crazy. Um, we haven't, we do, we did make arrangements for an overflow hotel now. Um, a Holiday Inn Express is providing, uh, has been providing a special deal uh, for rooms there uh, for a discount. It is on our website at hotseatps.com. Um, I'm going to take a little bit of a moment here to do a sort of an editorial sidebar um, after going to Badass Weekend. And one of the things we heard about Badass Weekend, um, again, everyone wanted to go to Badass Weekend because it was the first major event, and that was wonderful. As with Hot Seat Retreat, more people wanted to go than there was space at the resort. Um, so some people could not stay at the resort. Some people were not happy about that, which we all fully understand. It's an awkward thing. But one of the other things that happened is some people canceled and didn't attend the event because they couldn't stay in the main resort. There is a side effect of doing something like that, which of course is number one, reducing the number of people who are, you know, who are playing in, in, in your own participation in the community. Um, that's one thing. And you know, people not getting to meet you and getting to know you. The other thing that happens is, um, it makes us hard, and I can speak on this now that I'm actually organizing one of these things. It makes us hard to move to a bigger space. Like, think about that for a minute. In order to convince a larger resort to take this risk with this new group coming in who wants to take over the hotel for a weekend for a bunch of fetish stuff, they have to know uh, that there's a lot of interest and that they're not going to lose money off of this by closing. They, they need to make money, right? And um, what we have to do is guarantee uh, an attendance. And the, in the first hot seat retreat, uh, Doug, our, who I call our sugar daddy because he was the one who handles the contract, he had to put up a lot of his own money up front just to cover the possibility that things might not work out. So there is some risk involved in our end. And in order to move up, if, if, if we get to a space where we're thinking, we need to move up to a larger, uh, larger resort to host this, we need to be able to go to that resort and say, we can guarantee you X amount of people. And we can't do that if people cancel if because they're not being able to stay at the at the main hotel and it's unfortunate 
I wish there were an easier way to solve it. And no one wants to be the person who is staying, you know, elsewhere. I am, I'm stuffing myself into an RV <laughs> on seat retreat to create, just to make sure that there's one more room for, for, for guests. Well, that's nice of you. Yeah. So, but that, it's still the situation where like, if people cancel because they can't get into the resort, we can never move to any place bigger. So just something to keep in mind, folks, if you're, if you're saying, oh, I'm going to cancel if I can't get into the resort, that means it's going to be so much harder for us to try to guarantee a bigger place. Just something to think about when you're thinking about going to these events. And then uh, one final piece of business before we get to, get to the hot stuff of Badass Weekend. Um, a buddy of ours who was actually at Badass Weekend um, is thinking of also starting some sort of a weekend-long event in Texas. Uh, and he at uh, possibly at a campground that is RV friendly um, and would have um, some cabins and stuff like that. So sort of like uh, Camp Red Tails, which happens in July. Um, so he is on Twitter as DFW Switch Spanko. Um, and he tweeted, just trying to check general interest. I retweeted him from the Dude Spanking Dudes uh, Twitter feed. That's Dudes Spank Dudes. Um, so check that out if you're remotely interested in uh, going to Texas for some spanking event uh, later in the spring or summer or whenever he has available. Uh, definitely give him some good feedback. I'm all in favor of having these kinds of things around the community. That way, everyone has somewhere they can go if they can't go everywhere. All right. And with that, let's get to the good stuff. So badass weekend. Uh, it was wonderful. It was a family reunion. Uh, is that is that how you felt at all about it, Aaron? Yeah, I just I kind of got swept up in the the happiness of seeing everybody that it kind of all blurred together because people would trickle in and I'd be super excited to see them again, and then new people would show up and I'd be super excited to welcome them. It was just so many people showing up and just little pings of happiness whenever you saw a familiar face. It was wonderful. Yeah, some of the things that people were saying afterwards, and, and it was true for, for me, is uh, we talked a lot more and played less, but the play was really high quality. Is that, is that what you would say? I'd say that's a valid assessment, at least of my time. Yeah, yeah. And um, there were newcomers to Badass Weekend, uh, which is great, a lot of new folks. And there were some new things that happened that are showing some of the changes that are taking place in the kink and BDSM community. For example, there are a couple of pups who came, which is the first time I've been waiting. I have been waiting to see if pup play would start coming into the larger spanking scene. So there were a couple pups there. Um, there was, uh, at uh, Baddest Weekend, there are usually panel discussions or lecture discussions or talking about, you know, uh, how to spank in certain ways, how to flog, doing various things. There's always uh, Master Simon shows up and gives uh, demos uh, every every year with uh, how to incorporate other types of S&M play, like flogging and wax and electro, uh, which you and I both got involved with, and we'll get to that. Um, but some some other new things that happened is that there was a um, a panel on um, uh, adult baby diaper lovers, uh, ABDL or age play. Um, not everyone is into diapers, but there was a specific uh, discussion on guys who are into that, which was again new to Badass Weekend, but something we have been seeing. Well, 
to be honest, age play is something that's been part of this baking scene all along. But now it's also becoming its own community. So now we're seeing some overlap there. There's going to be some ABDL stuff going on at CLAW. Um, so uh, that is now shaping into its own thing, which has connections with this baking scene as well. So there are some wonderful new things. The other great new thing for me, um, and it was really funny because all along from the beginning of this podcast, I've been talking about how I was never into the age play part of spanking, but I really kind of like to associate spanking with bullying and uh, and frat houses and pledges and, and just sort of being a sadistic jerk. And I got to be a bit of a bully um, and actually giving handing out wedgies along with the spankings um and a lot of guys really liked it there was a uh there was a pledge class uh this year they had launched it last year um uh and it was a little bit you know it was kind of casual came back this year uh they had some events uh and uh, i participated in one that i'll talk to later but the first day they were going around getting signatures and taking swats you gave some swats right Yes, I did. Yep, yep, and they made us sign their paddle. I was I was a bully, so I did two things. Number one, they were they had to get they were being nice because it was early in the um, it was early in the event, and so people were just kind of feeling their oats. But I knew I think at least half there were six pledges, and I knew several of them, and I knew that they were hardcore bottoms. Um, so they had to get two swats in order to get the signature. I was like. Give me a real number. And if they had said two, because two is a real number, right? If they had said two, I would have given them two swats since I did anyway. But because I did that, like, no one wanted to say two. So they ended up getting more swats from me. So I gave them, you know, six, ten, um, and a lot of wedgies. Uh, one guy, <laughs> uh, there was one guy um, I had pulled uh, a regular, a, a victim of mine from Badass Weekend who is was very, you know, a very intense bottom, and he probably got, I don't know how many spankings he got during the weekend. It probably was easily in the double digits. Uh, he was he was already always ready for spanking. So I um, I bullied him uh, on Thursday afternoon, I think, and while people were still arriving. Pulled him over to a desk, uh, a table that was right by registration, gave him a wedgie, paddled him there, or spanked him. No, actually, I can't speak to the miracle because it's early. And the funny thing that happened is, you know, so I was bullying him and, and being a jerk. And I figured, you know, I was waiting for people to say something about, oh, that guy's being a bully. That, that He's not being fair to him. But, of course, instead, um, someone didn't realize that I had my bully paddle was in my back pocket. And I hadn't used it yet. And he couldn't see it. So he came over with a Jukari paddle and gave me the Jukari paddle so I could spank him with the paddle, which I did that as well. We're always around to assist. Yes, yes, there was always somebody on hand with a paddle um, and uh, if you didn't have one. And uh, so then what I did after that to just to be even meter was after I was done, I made him, since the, the guy was about uh, 30 feet away sitting outside one of the rooms, I, I said to him, go give him back his paddle. And so he started to pull up his pants. He's like, no, I didn't say to pull up your pants. So I made him waddle over to the guy to give him the paddle back. And of course they spanked him as well. So, uh, of course. <laughs> so did you have any fun early experiences 
um, or or new experiences in uh, that you hadn't done before at at Badass Weekend? I had a bunch of really good experiences. I got to play with one of the pups in my room for a while and ended up wrestling him later. But um, the first time I gave a double spanking was at this event. I had two guys at the same time. That was interesting. So what was that like? Were they, did, did, were they buddies or just offered or no, whose I idea? So. I think this is it, someone I had spanked a long time ago, you know, and every time since. And then I think it was someone's first time. We had been going back and forth trying to meet up, and then they both happened to have been playing with each other. Ah. And one of them mentioned that I was next on the docket, and then they suggested that I come thank them both. And I was like, well, who am I to deny? <laughs> so I did, and it was great. I am less of a bully when it comes to spanking. Because, again, to me, I guess it was like the earliest memory of me being sexually attracted to other men. So when I'm playing, like 99% of the time, I'm horny. <laughs> whether, I'm, whether I'm spanking or getting spanked, I am just being overdriven with all those amazing sex chemicals. So it's not so much about being a bully and that type of mental right. aspect of it. For me, it's about creating a scene where we're both enjoying the rush of whatever is happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so with one of the one of the boys, we have a good rapport, and I didn't want to miss out on having the type of spanking that we'd had in the past. So I, I spanked them each individually over my knee, one after the other, and then I put them on their knees on the bed and spanked them at the same time. And it was great. Yeah. That is that is super hot. Yeah, I love I love doing kinds of group scenes, you know, multiple bottoms, because also like especially if you have bottoms who want um, paddles or intense implements is a way of, you know, bouncing between the two of them Right, is gives one a little bit of a break, you know. Um, and they also get they bond with each other. That's actually one of the things I really love as a top is when you have multiple bottoms they absolutely bond through the experience when they're there together. And I do that too when I'm bottoming with, uh, you know, if I have another uh, another guy uh, that I'm bottoming uh, with, we end up kind of vibing off each other. Yeah. I uh, definitely look forward to that kind of opportunity again. It was great. And then um, you and I ended up uh, participating in an electro demo uh, at the, at the same time. Well, not, not exactly at the same time, but, um, so, uh, the gentleman I, I mentioned earlier, Master Simon, he shows up every year to, uh, give demonstrations of other types of, of activities and show us how to do this stuff safely so we can incorporate things like wax and electro. I have experience with electro play, but I had really fallen off. And just something about him bringing out this electro stuff like brought out the bottom of me in me um and so he was looking for a volunteer uh you were going to be coming on later with some more intense electro play uh, but he was looking right. for some volunteer for some early some electro flogging and i've never done that so it's like i shot my hand up and so i got my i got my back flogged um with this really interesting flogger um, that had it looked like a typical flogger, but it had some fabrics. Um, some of them were these fabric that had uh, metal uh, wiring or uh, 
wrapped within or sewn into it. And so it was connected to, you know, his, his electricity, um, his wand. And so there were electrical currents when he hit you with the floggers, sometimes, not all the time. And the cool thing was, of course, for me, I love a certain level of unpredictability, both as a top and a bottom. And so I didn't know what I was going to feel at any given time. Uh, but since I was experienced enough with Electro, it didn't really, you know, it didn't intimidate me or bother me, but there was this wonderful tension of not knowing what I was going to feel. Right. That's what happened to me, I guess it would have been three years ago to date, but two events ago, Simon showed up and asked for a volunteer and I jumped out of my seat and he <laughs> saw my hand. And so he called me up there and I had never, I had never done a lecture before, but I had always been really curious about it. And so we did it and it was wonderful. And then when I asked him the following year to do it again, unfortunately we couldn't because the, the play area was damp because of the rain. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was dry this year. Thank God. Thank the Lord. And so I missed out two years ago on that. But as soon as he arrived, I was like, hi, you, me, Electra, <laughs> thanks. And then he asked if I could be – no, I asked him if he needed anyone for his demonstration. He said, absolutely. I was like, perfect. Sign Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I, it was a reminder, like, number one, that I had gotten, I had forgotten that, you know, from this play, I actually have not done any flogging since coming back from, from uh, COVID. And I'd only really just recently started getting into flogging before COVID. So I'm still pretty inexperienced with that. So, but yeah, immediately I wanted to play. And actually I had tried to make plans with uh, Simon to play later, but um, the, a, a personal thing happened. I, my plan was to be uh, a bully for the first couple of days and then offer the opportunity for um, my victims to, to tell their daddies or tell tops and get revenge and maybe a switch out and bottom on the last day. And I did get some spankings. I did bottom um, a few times, but um, I had to be in a particular headspace for bottoming. And I was, I was, and then, uh, a personal thing happened that I'm not going to get into that isn't for the podcast, but it pulled me out of my headspace. Um, and so the last day, I really did not uh, get as much spanking play as I had planned to. It's a thing that happens. It's unfortunate. It was still a wonderful event, and I regret absolutely nothing. But there's actually more stuff to talk about, but I just kind of wanted to mention because I had made plans with Simon, and then nothing happened with Simon. I would hate the idea that like Simon thinks that I changed my mind. Well, I did change my mind, but it had nothing to do with him. Right. Well, Simon and I, uh, he's wonderful. He's, he's, a, he's a master of his craft. And I hadn't done much flogging until very recently, like the last couple of years. I think maybe three or four people have flogged me, and most of them have been Simon. <laughs> and so after I offered to be part of his demonstration, I was like, also, you should flog me just for fun whenever you want to. So I actually got to play with him twice, once the night before, and then once for the actual demonstration. And I, it was great. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. He is, he's very experienced. Really, really, it was really fun to watch. He did on the last night, he did um, 
a wax scene using uh, candles that had uh, fluorescent dyes in them. So the, we put, they put the lights out and then using black light, you could see the wax dripping on their bodies and it was all different colors. And it was really, really super hot. Uh, and then of course he beat it off with the flogger. Um, that was, right. yeah, and that was super hot too. Um, Saturday, things, uh, things heated up at the resort in any number of super hot ways. That Saturday, there was just so much stuff going on. Um, so the uh, in the morning, uh, my first experience, uh, my primary experience, I think, was um, a nice uh, hazing scene. Um, so the the pledge master, uh, I was not a pledge master. I wasn't one of the big brothers. I was just uh, I just got to be mean to the pledges, which is you know my favorite thing to do. Um, arranged for a sort of a scavenger hunt and uh, the pledge master requested uh, uh, some of us as volunteers, he would send the pledges to us and we could make them do a task and then give them swats. And then they earned stickers uh, based on whatever rules we decided to set up. And then the, the pledge with the most stickers uh, won. And then uh, the prize was he didn't have to spin the wheel of punishment, you know, that they had to do every night that, that to determine what sort of spankings, what sort of hazings they got uh, every evening from the pledge master. I went, I went full out on this. I was like, so I had selected the pool and I'm like, I'm going to make them jump in the pool uh, and, and do something and get their butts wet and then paddle their wet butts because I am a sadistic jerk. So what I did is uh, uh, some of my friends, we did a run to Walmart uh, and I got some wiffle balls and came back with this bag of wiffle balls and I put a bunch of numbers on them. And uh, so what I made them all do, there were five of them and I made them fetch. I said, you know, well, they all got, regardless of what, they didn't have to do this. So if they took two swats, they got a sticker. That's all any of them had to do. So I did the same thing last time. You can do that. I'll honor that, you know, um, everything is consensual. But I have a whole bunch of extra stickers if you want to win. And so I said, you know, I'm thinking of a secret number and you can go out into the pool and collect two balls. And the, if the numbers that you collect add up to the secret number, you'll get extra stickers. Um, regardless of whether or not you get it, you'll get, two, you'll get an extra sticker period for doing this, but you'll also get swats equal to the numbers. Nice. Yep. So everyone jumped in the pool. Uh, well, no, not everyone jumped in the pool. Some guys jumped in the pool. Other guys, because the, the balls had moved around, so there were a couple of them who were, that were along the side, and uh, they went over and fetched them off the side. So I didn't get everyone's butts wet, uh, but I didn't order them to get in the pool. Um, and I did make sure that everyone could swim and were comfortable getting in the pool before I did that. Right. Um, safety. Um, uh, nobody got the number. The number was 11, which was, it was Badass Weekend number 11. And so part of like their, their pledge training, so they were learning about the history of Badass Weekend, you, you know, and, you know, the Greek alphabet, the sort of kind of educational thing that you do to justify beating their butts. So nobody got that. So everyone got swats equal to the number of, of uh, their, their added numbers. And so I think some, someone got like, 15. They got a lot of swats from me. Do you know the 11th letter of the Greek alphabet? The 11th letter of the Greek alphabet? I do not. I did not pledge a frat. 
<laughs> I'll keep that in mind next time I see you. It's Lambda, by the way. Oh, Lambda. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so so I gave them a bunch of swatches and went around and got some swatches from some other folks and did some tasks for some other folks. But that, for me, that was that was my highlight of the event. I hope it was a highlight for them, um, getting, making them drip the pool and then paddling their wet butts. Um, and uh, it was super, super, super fun. Felt like a pledge game. And again, it was completely sort of improvised in 24 hours. I didn't come with a big plan, um, but it was super fun. Then after that, there were a couple of interesting things. And you were involved with both of them. Um, the first one was something they were called like Spaky Around the Parliament, which was like this big sort of improvised spaking play. <laughs> Almost. Um, Basically, yeah. So, so what was that, and, and what did you do? Uh, long story short, the the I guess the the main dad had a pair of underwear that got thrown into the pool, and the ensuing play was basically a, a who done it, trying to figure out who did it and why and how and all of this stuff because of course the pool had just reopened, and so there are only so many suspects. And so there were six scenes with six dads and six sons, each dealing with the uh, the plot as it um, as it laid out. And that was pretty much what you were given. Like I was number four. I was the safe cracker, and then my dad was the safe cracker's dad. And apparently, I broke in to where the underwear were, so I could give it to whoever, so they could throw it in the pool. That was basically my role in the scenario. They kept the underwear in a safe? Apparently, it was very important. <laughs> was it? There's some expensive underwear out there. I mean... I didn't know, and neither did my character, so it was fine. I was, <laughs> I was just looking to cause some trouble and decided to do what I could. And so you got a spanking. I did. I was waiting for my part of the uh, scenario with... Uh, my assigned dad and someone comes around accusing me of taking the underwear and giving it to someone. I was like, yep, totally me. I decided to go full on brat for that one. <laughs> I guess I was supposed to pretend to be reticent, but I, and I talked it over with, with the guy who was spanking me beforehand just so he was completely thrown off guard. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to be a non-repentant jerk about it. And so um, he came out. He's like, "Why did you do this?" I was like, "Well, for not getting the attention I deserve, I have decided to become a problem on purpose." And that is when the spanking began. <laughs> <laughs> so how? So these? So so there were sort of like these improvised scenes that they're going from place to place in the resort, and people were watching spankings taking place. Um, and so so was it just a hand spanking? How how long was it? It was incredibly long. We were trying not to monopolize everyone's time because there was just a bunch of stuff going on and we didn't want to like take people away from playing because we were doing this thing that took an hour and a half. So the whole thing lasted about 30, 35 minutes and my whole thing was you know, supposed to be maybe five. So it wasn't a terribly long spanking. Um, I don't remember if he started with his hand or not, but I know he ended with a paddle for sure. Okay. Um, was it, was it hot? <laughs> I, I enjoyed it a lot. I had played with him before. And so when I got paired with him, I was very excited because 
when you play with someone you know, it's easy to not have to worry about um, what they can take and what they can handle and stuff, yep. right? Yep, yep, and it's much easier. Yeah, and they're easier to bounce off of. Like the scene, you know, the guy that I, the guy, my, my victim that I gave the wedgie um, at the beginning of, you know, of the of the weekend, and then, you know, all that stuff is, I, I wouldn't do that with someone. I played with them at each Badass Weekend that I've been to, and I've really beaten the heck out of them, and I know it can take a lot. So we can be fully improvisational and have some fun, and we trust each other. Right. So it was nice being able to, you should not have to worry about anything. And, you know, it's, it's more difficult from the top's perspective. They don't want to actually hurt me. Right. But he knew that I could handle whatever he was planning to give me. So it was fine. It was very hot. I, uh, I enjoy playing that individual a lot. And he's got a very uh, assertive way about him. <laughs> nice, yeah. And while that was going on, there, I didn't get to see any of this. The reason why is because I had gotten involved with something else. So the uh, there was a competition, uh, a wrestling competition that was started by uh, a buddy of mine who podcast listeners know as Croup or Brian or Soup Goblin, uh, the person who I who whose idea this podcast actually was. He actually came up with the idea of maybe there should be a spanking podcast. And I jumped on it and said, hey, let's do it. So we started this podcast. And so he stepped away. I have him on occasionally. But he planned for a wrestling match, a wrestling tournament at Badass Weekend. And it was very successful. I did not. Great. Yeah. I did not participate in the wrestling match itself. I was the referee. Uh, which ended up being more involved because I agreed to it not knowing what I was getting into. It wasn't like pro wrestling where I'd become a target or something like that, but it was so so here's how it worked. So so all these guys, they all got they all brought wrestling singlets with them, first of all. So so people were in wrestling singlets, which is super hot because I love wrestling singlets. I love spanking guys in wrestling singlets. I just now realized I did not get to spank anybody in their wrestling singlets and now I'm mad. That's so, the same. I was there. <laughs> um, but anyway, so the rules. So the rules were. It was, it was a little bit of a challenge because you also wanted to do it safely. So they set a bunch of rules in place because people were different sizes and different weights, and it could get dangerous, and someone could get hurt. And they had a big wrestling mat there, um, so they had a bunch of rules. And so in order to win, you had to spank. One of them had to spank the other person on the butt ten times cumulative um and then they win the winner got to give the loser 50 bare bottom hand spanks <laughs> there was a there's a rule there was a, also a little side rule that will come into play eventually where uh -huh. um swats on the bare bottom during the wrestling match would count as double would have been nice to know that before i showed up in my uh <laughs> Yeah, so what happened, so first of all, for me as a referee, I realized very quickly, this is a little bit of a challenge because I had to try to keep track of two sets of numbers at the same time while watching these guys writhing around on the floor, which is super hot. 
but required a lot of concentration. You also had to make sure that I could stop them so that nobody rolled off the floor, nobody picked each other up. We had a bunch of rules to make sure that nobody got hurt, that I had to kind of monitor. But it was super hot to watch, and I felt like really sort of like a referee. I felt like an actual referee. Um, but yes, and then so this started while the at the same time as the parliament, unfortunately because of the way that the scheduling works. So, so you were out doing that scene, and then you showed up to wrestle halfway through, and you yeah. were you were in a singlet with the bottom uh, had had a nice big sexy hole for the bottom. Yeah. So you were bare butt. Yeah, I had a distinct disadvantage going in, but, you know, whatever. I played a lose. Yeah, he he was the only, Aaron was the only bare butt, the only one who had, who had gotten the, the, the fashion kinky, the kinky singlet. And to be, what was really cool, though, as the referee here, is that it did not, you won legitimately, um, and it did not come into play until, was it the second, the last match? The second one, yeah. Yeah, the second one, and um, so yeah, and so you did get uh, you did get some spankings. Uh, it was super hard to watch the wrestling. I should mention, by the way, this was not play wrestling. <laughs> this was this was the winner, our buddy Sam, um, again, who's coming to Claw and actually gave a presentation uh, there as well about the physics of spanking, which they are also going to be giving at Claw. Um, it wrestled in high school and college and it knows what they are doing uh, and won the event. Um, but everyone, there was some, there was some really, I'm like watching this. I was like watching you. Do you have wrestling experience? Me? No, I'm just feisty. Yeah, you were, it was, you were really good. You really, granted you out, you, you out physically outclassed the pup that you were first paired with. But the, yeah. that pup was really agile, and you guys were just – they were just all over each other. It was really – it was super hot. <laughs> You're telling me I was the one doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you – I'm assuming you enjoyed it? I enjoyed it a lot. I won. The pup and I showed up late, so uh, they just said, you two wrestle real quick, and we'll figure it out after that. And so I won the first one, and then I went up against – Sam, and I was crushing it. I was doing so well. I got up to nine, and he was at four. Unfortunately, considering the thing that I was wearing, he only had to get to five. Yep. So, I, I, I'll just, I have a little asterisk next to my name in the bracket. <laughs> you know, lost because I gave everyone a handicap. It's fine. Next year, I'll know better. Yes, and hopefully it will be back uh, next year. And I was very surprised if it wasn't. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. The wrestling. Um, uh, Brian was very happy uh, about how successful the event was. Everyone who attended, um, who got to watch it, was really impressed. Uh, no one got injured. Everyone was super safe, and it was just a whole lot of fun. Uh, I don't. I'm not the the smallest individual, but it was nice to get manhandled and lose. It wasn't <laughs> Sam or the Pup, but there was another contender in the ring who's larger than I am, but that's generally, it generally takes more than someone just being taller than me, but this person knew what they were doing. Oh, yes. And so I, uh, I wrestled as hard as I could, but he just outclassed me in every way, and I couldn't have been happier when they lost. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were they were and the spankings were not. The other thing that was awesome about it is they gave real spankings. Those were real. They were hand spankings, but they were hard ones. They were not patty cake, which is awesome because that's like what you want to see when you're doing this sort of jock spanking kind of thing. This isn't oh you've been a naughty boy. It's I win. I get to beat your ass. So basically, yeah. Yep, and then there was just so much wonderful, pl- uh, fun, impromptu spanking. Um, during COVID, one of the great things about the resort, the Parliament Resort, um, during COVID, there was a whole bunch of remodeling that happened, and so the rooms had all been um, upgraded. And the dungeon, uh, they remodeled the dungeon. It was great. It was it fantastic. Was, yeah, it was beautiful. I'm... I'm very envious um, of it as someone who's, you know, trying to organize my own spanking events now. I was just this beautiful, big, it was almost like, I, I joked, it was like, we needed to do a spanking themed haunted house in there because it was like this long, there are like all these different rooms that you kind of went through sequentially and there were branching paths. And it was like, essentially, I think it was, used to be five or six hotel rooms that had been taken over and turned into a dungeon. So it's just this long space. Right. And you could kind of, you know, I was giving tours. I was the, as a volunteer, I had the very first dungeon duty. So I was giving people tours of the place when they were arriving on Thursday. Um, and I was like, we should do a spanking haunted house one, one, one afternoon or one night. And maybe, maybe we can do it. But the problem is like people want to play in it. <laughs> so, so if you do that, uh, if we do that, it's like, well, it has to be early enough in the evening. So that, but like the whole point of a haunted house is that it takes it. Maybe we would do it Thursday night. Yeah. Do it like right after dinner. Yeah. And that way, like the haunted house quote unquote section of it is done an hour or so after dinner, and that way everyone can just play in there freely afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, they the other thing is lovely. They, they now have an extra tent. Um, food was, you know, lots of food. Food was great. And they had an extra tent. They now have both an indoor and an outdoor play space. They have so many benches. And I'm like, I'm thinking, I need to get, I need to start getting benches. I need to get, uh, and, and stuff like that for us to bring out to hot seat retreat. But these guys, after you know, eleven years of doing this, have turned it into something absolutely magical. I would suggest on on the uh, subject of benches, if you get two, you should get one that's uh, parallel to the ground and one that has a slight incline or decline, whichever way you're looking at it. So where the boy's face is lower than his ass. Mm-hmm. That was an amazing bench. It gives better access to angles from which to attack and then you just you can see better you can reach different places better and it's just i think they're fantastic there's nothing wrong with the the flat parallel benches but i think the incline ones give a whole new dynamic to your um your control over who you're spanking i think they're great yeah it was yeah lots of great implements lots of great benches um, all in all, it was just a wonderful way to come back into the spanking community um, and the spanking family, made a bunch of friends, well, saw all of my old friends, made some new friends. Um, it was just a wonderful time. So 
they've already scheduled. Hold on, let me see if they've got the schedule up for next year. It is, you know, it's the third week in October, typically. Um, they are already planning. So the other thing that these guys do, or the organizers, Dave Bruce, uh, the two Daves, Bruce and Brian, um, they uh, arrange a speaking party at Mid-Atlantic Leather uh, up in D.C. in January. So they're making plans for that in 2022. So keep that in mind. That's actually, again, just like Hot Seat Retreat, we use them as an inspiration for some of the stuff we do with Hot Seat Retreat. Their spanking party was the inspiration for the spanking party that I'm putting together for CLAW. So, uh -huh. so uh, check out their site. Um, if you've never been there, the Badass Weekend website is bawevent.com. Bawevent.com. Um, and so with that, anything else that we would like to talk about for Badass Weekend? I could talk about spanking and Badass Weekend forever, but this podcast isn't about me. So I'm going to let you try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm super glad I attended. Apologies to anyone that I had s said, because I told a couple of people that I was really interested in bottoming for them later on in the weekend. And then I did not, um, just because I. But everyone was really nice. Um, no one. I did. Uh, a couple buddies came to me to after dinner. Who like you ready for your beating? And they were planning to double team me, which is awesome because I love getting double teamed. But I couldn't take it. It was unfortunate. So I owed them. I owed them a double teaming session um, in the future. Um, but uh, with that, um, so. Aaron, I really want to thank you for coming on to the podcast. I love getting new people from the spanking community on the podcast who can talk about their perspectives and their experiences. So um, if people want to get in touch with you, maybe they're visiting Atlanta or they're in Atlanta and they're interested in either spanking or being spanked by you or just talking spanking, uh, how can they reach you? Yeah. If you go on WAPS, the, uh, the app, my name on my username on there is Spanky, just S P A N K Y, and then if you go on the SpankThisHookups.com website for people like me who still use the internet instead of just an app, my name on there is uh, Fireboy, boy with an I because I'm classy. <laughs> and I, of course, I am a Red Spank Scott. You can find me on SpankThisHookups as Red S P K Scott. But everywhere else on Recon, on WAPS, on Tumblr, if people are still using it, on Scruff, uh, on South Spanking as Red Spank Scott. Um, so once again, uh, I want to thank you again uh, for being on the podcast, Aaron. And for the rest of you, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to see some of you out at CLAW on Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, feel free to hit me up with any questions you might have. Uh, keep an eye out on WAPS for information about the app, uh, information about the events at CLAW and uh, on my Twitter feed. And uh, once again, thank you all. See you next time. Bye-bye.